Meet Dr. Frank King, the founder of King Bio, a local manufacturer of natural products since 1989 here in Asheville. For over 40 years, Dr. King has been helping people and pets overcome chronic, recurring, and so-called incurable ailments by following simple, natural, and safe remedies and principles. Dr. King's full range of natural products can be found online at kingbio.com or find select products in your local health food, Ingalls, CVS, and Walgreens stores. His book, The Healing Revolution, is available at kingbio.com. Kindle or Amazon.com. Welcome to the Healing Revolution on 880 The Revolution. Welcome back to the Healing Revolution. I'm Jeff Messer with Randy Houston of 880 The Revolution. And here we are once again with the one and only Dr. Frank King of the Healing Revolution book and KingBio.com. Dr. King, always good to see you. Oh, man. Great. Always great here to be with you guys. And uh, we have some exciting stuff going on. We really do. Kind of a a change of pace a little bit uh, today on the show. We talked about this recently. Hey, we we should do something about this. Uh, of course, besides King Bio and the Healing Revolution, you have another venture that you're heavily involved with, and that is the the birthing of some bison. No, it's uh, well, it's birthing season, right? It is birthing season. This is calving season, so anybody would do tours every day. That's right. Out know, at the uh, uh, the bison ranch. Yeah, go on to carolinabison.com, or you can even get on drkings.com slash farms. Right. And, you know, you can go and sign up for uh, doing tours. Coming out and, and we can got see the how it's all done. Hay wagon kind of, uh, you know, tour approach. We're actually in the process of building a train. How about that? Hey. You know, like it that. was trains that were part of wiping out bison. Sure, you know, the they, expansion to the west. They, were, yeah. they would stop. And, you know, we had at one point in time, and, of course, you know, you know I've been raising bison for since 1985. I mm. guess we'll call it 31 years. Wow, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's been in my blood. It's in my being. Uh, you know, I think bison, breathe bison, eat bison, right. uh, and perspire bison. <laughs> uh, so it's That's the kind of meat sweat you get when you get them. It's bison meat sweat. Right? Oh, yeah. It's a nice, clean <laughs> sweat. doesn't smell. Well, uh, yeah. Let, well, before we get too far into it, let, let's talk about that in case people are unaware. You yes. know, some folks may have jumped into listening to the show within recent weeks and may not mm-hmm. be aware of the full connection there. So let's answer that question for them. How does a uh, homeopathic healer and uh, doctor like yourself with a homeopathic company, what, what's the connection? How, uh, how do you get mm-hmm. from how do we go homeopathy from, to raising from, bison yeah. like your, your Buffalo Bill Cody out on the frontier? Yeah. From medicines to meats. Medicines to uh, meats, yeah. And milk what, now. So uh, we got right. uh, meat, milk, and medicine. What's the natural uh, connection? It really is a lot. Of okay. Really, it's deeply interconnected. It uh, goes back to my in the early 80s. Uh, I read a study. And, I, of course, we were in practice, I was in practice full on with lots of nutrition, uh, natural medicines, uh, natural healing techniques. And I read this study uh, on bison, and it found bison have less fat than fish and about half the calories of beef. I went, what? And so I started researching further and found that bison actually live to about over 45 years of age. And, you know, that's almost four times longer than your average beef cow. Four times longer? Yeah, and much longer than your dairy cow. Right. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Dairy cow has been bred to, to produce and so intensely that its average productive lifespan may be two years. They they use them up very quickly. Burn them out. Yeah. And, you know, so, you know, here the bison carried something, and I started studying further then and had, found this study on the difference between the Civil War general, white man, mm-hmm. and the Native American chiefs. And they did this. And, the, of course, our Civil War generals were very sick. Diabetes, heart disease. They died. They were they were mm. sick longer and died sooner, and more susceptible uh, to whatever disease happened to come along. Very I'm much. Sure, yeah. And and the Native American chiefs were very elderly and wise and aware and healthy, and like zero uh, body fat, like they were lean. Yeah, you tough, look at you the know? old pictures. Yeah. These wrinkled up, you know, aged gracefully right. chiefs, even though they had some rough times. Obviously, sure, sure. Like a ninety-year-old. Native American chief yeah. looked the same as a 65-year-old 
white guy <laughs> as sense. far as age. Yeah, 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 and they were they estimated many of these chiefs were over a hundred years age of age. Oh, wow. and under rough plains conditions. So you right. know this was pretty amazing. And what was the difference? They were living their primary uh, food source right. uh, was bison. And so, you know, the longevity of the bison I would thought really adds to the longevity of those who live off the bison, right. consume. You are what you eat. Well, and, they, they were very much uh, – I mean, I know as far as history goes, just from uh, movies like Dances with Wolves and all those mm-hmm. things, the, the, the white man, when they would come along, very reckless. They would kill the bison mm-hmm. for their pelts and, and, and all that, and then they would leave the rest of it. The natives – uh, use the entire animal. Yeah, they were very. Uh, Goes back to our good that. old government. Okay, <laughs> right. you, you like good old government, I guess. Oh boy, uh, if we can find some. <laughs> you know, the, you know, we think the establishment is bad now, right. but uh, back then it was just as controversial. <laughs> very very short sighted too. Just the idea of hey, they, we're, we're building a railway to the west, and we keep running into these uh, these bison. Yeah. What do we do about them? Kill them. That, just, that was that. It was well, that actually, easy, right? they did go a little deeper than that. A little deeper yeah, than that. Yeah, they did. They actually thought, well, wait a minute. We're fighting the Native American here. Oh, okay. Oh, this is sinister stuff. Yeah, man. this is like just right up there with uh, giving uh, blankets to the Native Americans, right. you know, contaminated smallpox. with smallpox. Yeah. You got it. Wow. You know, I mean, I ask for forgiveness regularly, you know, just for what white man has done to the Native Americans. It's. It, it, top, it goes way beyond Hitler. Right. And uh, and so, you know, with that, myself being a white man. Right. Uh, you got that white man guilt. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, and and I'm, I'm here to atone for it, <laughs> if we will. Right, right. Uh, but, and, uh, you know, so I really it was fascinated with the bison being, you know. And so what happened is the government created this proclamation, I believe, was maybe the term on this. Right. Uh, you're the history guy, and I really want to, you know, if you, sure, I'd sure. like to hear well, your, the, your opinion. The divine authority of the white man always trumps everything else, if I can use the word trumps. Oh, you, is that with a capital T? <laughs> uh, uh, e- either way, it is, okay. it is currently flexible in our lexicon, <laughs> I think. But no, it's a, that sense of we're enti- we're somehow superior. We're the, the, dare I use the term, master race. I mean, the, the white European culture coming to mm-hmm. America thought, you know, God gave us the right to conquer everything. Mm-hmm. Which crazy attitude yeah. that that we had, still buried somewhere mm-hmm. in our DNA. By the way, yeah, and that proclamation was to say, "Kill off the bison." That's what's giving strength to our enemy. Ah. So it was a whole war kind of strategy, right? Really. Plus, there's there's you know this compounded issue why we went from sixty million bison estimated here when white man shows up in you know on in America. Mm. To it really got it down to you know most history books say less than a thousand animals, wow. so that's a huge. I don't know what that ratio or how many times wise that is, but I mean, as a kid, oh, I remember that's, hearing it's extinction yeah, numbers. The, they were on the endangered animal mm-hmm. uh, list until not terribly long ago. It is. Because it's farmers that. that started bringing them back, right. and like well, 30, yeah. 31 years ago, you and other people like yourself. Creating mm-hmm. sanctuaries, if you will. It was. Yeah. We we were you know. So what we found was we started putting our patients on switching them from their red meat diet of beef to bison. Okay. And when we did this, we found this dramatic shift. Mm-hmm. And compared to other people that weren't on the bison diet, you know, people right. our patients were getting better faster. Mm-hmm. And they were feeling better. They were eating healthier. Their health was going higher. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we saw, you know, you know, come back and say, Doc, uh, yeah, I feel great. I feel stronger. I have more energy. My, you know, by the way, my headaches are gone. Mm-hmm. My heartburn's gone. And, oh, by the way, Doc, even my hemorrhoids are gone. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it was, yeah. it was doing a full course treatment here, you know, on – you know, through on the human being, right, right, and, and it has has a bit to do, I, I imagine, with the the beef, the regular beef product, being so manipulated within the system, being yeah. uh, the process of yeah. generate, you know, mass production of it, and all mm-hmm. of those things. The uh, factory yeah. farming and all this business was, you know, definitely in, in happening. This was back yeah. in the 
uh, early 80s. Right. Uh, they were injecting these animals with hormones. They were right. really exp- heavy experimentation. To get them to overproduce, to, mm. to bulk up. And, yeah. yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah. So they're harvesting unnatural meat and milk <laughs> from a lot of these. Yes, yeah. and antibiotics were being yeah. experimented with in, at the time. And so, yeah, so there's two types of purity that I find. And, you know, I have this saying, you know, although there's some people that are natural vegetarians, uh, both my wife and I were vegetarians for about six and a half years. Mm-hmm. We tried, you know, being you know, a physician, right. tried every type of diet you can imagine and tweaking it and supplements and uh, and really – I felt great for the first two years of being a vegetarian. Mm. And then when I saw my numbers going south, I found my energy going south. I found my health overall going south. Right. And, you know, and not across the border south, but, you know, it's uh, – Sure, sure. But going yeah. – uh, getting poorer. And and so we we really started thinking, oh, what are we – you know, something. I've, we've tried it all. Raw right. food – we tried grains, no grains, milk, no milk. Uh, Something's and, missing or we're doing something oh, where there's yeah. some component to this that's not right, that's mm-hmm. not working. And and how, you know, talking about that for yourself, a lot of people, vegan, vegetarian, uh, really healthy, that it works for them. How much of it is you, you really need to understand your own personal needs? It's unique we, to each individual to a certain degree, I would imagine. Right? Certainly. Spot on again as usual. Well, thank you. I, People I, need to, I learn from the master. Yeah, you should go on radio or something on this. You, know, you got so much wisdom to share. From your lips to uh, the radio god's ears. Yeah. How about that? The uh, yeah, it's true. You know, we are biological, biologically individual, hmm. and you know that's a term. Just as we're different on the outside, like handsome Randy over here, you know, right, and right. Uh, you know, and you know, full head of hair and single. Right. The, the, right. Okay. Yeah. Hit, hit the pick six in the genetics there as far as the hair goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and we all have these, you know, these different characteristics on the outside. We're, we're even more different with the diversity on the inside of our bodies. And that's something we need to understand. We had a, you know, there was an old story uh, I once heard about, you know, the whole population of people were wiped out and, Many thousands of years later, another population of people primitively manifest on planet Earth, and mm. they're you know grunt and uh, you know and starting to develop some language. And uh, one guy was out on the sand and along the beach, and something you know where they kicks up some an old pair of spectacles, eyeglasses, okay, and rinses them off in the water and looks them looks through them and goes uh. And all of a sudden realizes he can see so much better. So all he runs back to the village claiming he has found the answer to improve everybody's vision. That's right. And and so, you know, that same biological individuality would, of course, operate as you would with eyes as well right. as with the rest of our bodies. Well, I like that example. That really – that brings it home, I think, for a lot of people going, aha, yes. I, I get that now. Yeah. yeah. And so we want to be aware of that. And let's yeah. listen to our bodies. You know, and that's something I teach uh, all over and over with our my patients and in the Healing Revolution mm-hmm. book. You know, it's all about developing your instincts Developing your awareness, developing ways to monitor yourself, doing cool things like muscle testing, where you can communicate with what we call our, you know, the innate intelligence within each individual. And you know, our bodies are a lot smarter than all of us will ever ascend to cortically in our right. own minds. So we want to be able to learn to listen. And when you do, you find whether you are your sweet spot is being, you know, a, a specific type of vegetarian or a fish eater or, right. um, or you know, go go all the way and right. and so I was going into there's two types of purity, right? And one is the purity of the life of the animal, mm-hmm. what it drinks, pure clean spring water, what it eats, right. you know, all natural grasses that are not GMO and. Ninety-eight percent right. of the grasses that are growing in the eastern U.S. are GMO. <laughs> you know, it's some crazy number like that. It's it's, cl- I'm pretty close. I'm guesstimating on that percentage. It's amazing how deeply they got their claws into this world oh, before gosh. anybody started really paying yes. attention to it. Yeah. And so we really worked hard to get the grasses transitioned without using herbicides, of course. Right. You know, to transition so into the, native at, grasses. At the ranch, you've got it's all 
they're eating on Native. no GMO grass. You betcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm love it. I'm I'm hardcore when it comes to issues about GMO. Oh yeah, and you know, so with we, with good cause. Yeah, there's so, a lot of concern out yeah. there. Yeah, and the purity is that you know mm-hmm. how the quality of life of the animal, minimal stress, right. you know the, uh, and but then the second factor that most people have not heard of, that is, I think the most vital factor of all of purity, is its genetic purity. And what I mean by that is bison. If you go, you know, just search them up on the mm-hmm. internet for bison skeleton, you know, and you'll see the spine of the bison from the side goes up real high in the air as you come to the shoulders. Yeah, it's a massive hump. Yeah, Yeah. and and what that is is uh, that's just like the dinosaur. You know why? Because it is. Because they roamed the They survived the Ice Age. They were here. They they, they date back. That's how they got to America is through the Ice Age. They came from Europe across the Bering Strait and that highway into North America. America. And, you know, and so these are – and we find that, you know, really there's a unique thing. And let's talk after the break here about uh, the epigenomics and why eating wild prehistoric animals can be so healthy for us. Mm. Wait, there you go. Uh, dig up, dig up some dinosaur and eat. No, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Uh, that's going to be tough, though. We find a restaurant with a menu item of prehistoric animals. Yeah, we'll have a whole selection <laughs> on our farm for you to look at. For you to look at, yeah, we you, have. You've got them. I've been collecting these, and we're oh about to add another uh, prehistoric animal soon. Ooh, very intriguing. Well, we are talking this episode on the Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King about the bison, and you know, a little bit further out from the bison, of course, because recently. It became the official mm-hmm. national mammal. Who would have thunk we didn't have one of those until May the 9th when the president why. signed it, it took into took so long. It's amazing. I guess we it goes back to that uh, that white man privilege. We just thought it was us. Yeah. All along. Is that well, they must be talking about yeah. us. We're we talked about how <laughs> white man wiped out the bison, you know, and right. the, you know, not only the proclamation from the government and you know, destroy the Native American right. and just but they used that the leather which is very strong leather to it actually the bison instituted was foundational to the industrial revolution yeah because they used the bison leather for belts that would hold up so much Stronger. longer uh-huh. and better than you know the domestic beef breeds that they imported from Europe primarily yeah. you know people don't realize it but beef is actually in, not indigenous to our our continent and oh, so right. it's bison is the real american yeah. red meat so they finally got something right in the halls of power in Washington, D.C., by naming the bison the national animal. That's national animal, and it's, and gosh, <laughs> mammal, can, yes. Yeah, mammal, and we can eat it. And we can eat it, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Uh, I don't know if you had bald eagle before, but, it, you know. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you probably shouldn't have. I think that's still illegal, right? Yeah, yeah, but isn't it definitely. interesting that our national bird and our national mammal were both animals that uh, were nearly extinct at one point? Yes. That we—, we we, we about, abused. We abused them. We destroyed them, and then we uh, let's make them our national, you know, something. The the endangered species that come back. Mm-hmm. You know, the comeback story. Yeah. It's the comeback story. Maybe that's why yeah. we feel so closely. Who drawn was it that was America. wanted the turkey to be the national? Uh, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, was yeah, that yeah, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Franklin. He yeah. he was all about the turkey. Yeah, yeah. he just yeah. liked Thanksgiving. I think. I think. Well, yeah. Then <laughs> another, of course, could be eating our national bird then yeah, that yeah. way as well. Well, and then our national. You know, it's like he. I think he suggested as well that uh, cranberry be the national uh, berry, and uh, let's see what else. The uh, stuffing be the national bread. I mean, I, he was he was just hungry that day. I yeah. Okay. I don't know. Ben Frank, he was he was an interesting guy. Let's uh, let's do take a break though. We will continue talking about the bison and uh, about Dr. King's experience with the bison. He is the foremost expert that I know on the subject. So we are very lucky to have him here to discuss this with us as we now embrace our, our national mammal, the bison. Yes. Yeah, all American. Four years. The National Bison them. Association. They struggled uh, and they finally got get it. it. Yeah, you know, I, I tell people I've been a member of the NBA for over 30 years, <laughs> and they look at me. You know, I'm, I'm who just, says white men can't know, jump? If I stand on the edges of my feet, I'm, I'm a, I, t- I might tip six feet. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a different NBA, right? Yes, yes, indeed. Good deal. Let's take that break. We'll be right back with Dr. Frank King right after this. 
Dr. King's flagship farm is now open for tours. Located in Leicester, North Carolina, 15 minutes from downtown Asheville, Dr. King's tour promotes soil to sustenance. Visitors enjoy breathtaking views of the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains with a variety of animals, including bison, African Watusi, elk, camels, deer, and yak. Feed milking camels and see rare white bison and marvel at the largest horned cattle in the world, the African Watusi. To make your reservations or for questions, please visit carolinabison.com. This is The Healing Revolution on 880 The Revolution, Asheville's progressive talk. You can't roller skate in a buffalo herd. You can't roller skate in a buffalo herd. We're back with Dr. Frank King talking about the bison, your brand new national mammal. But it's been a national mammal since long before we got here, uh, for sure. And you can't roller skate in a buffalo herd, but you can take a tour in a wagon at Carolina Bison here in Leicester. If North you Carolina, to. if you have a if, mind, if you have to. a mind, have a mind. who would try to roller skate in a buffalo herd anyway? <laughs> well, I uh, I wouldn't recommend it. A buffalo can run, believe it or not, forty five miles per hour, wow. and they can make make a right angle turn without having to slow down. They're yeah. very sure footed. They have a flexion in their hooves, just like an antelope, mm. which gives them speed, agility, and uh, and intuitive too. It's it's almost like birds. When you see a birds, a huge flock of birds, and they all turn, and they all—it's all like this precision mm-hmm. move. It's like, uh, and again, I'll reference the the, the reference point that I have uh, was seeing the movie Dances with Wolves, where mm-hmm. they have that huge epic scene mm-hmm. in the middle of the movie, really a, a glorious kind of honoring of the bison, of the buffalo, mm-hmm. and then understanding the white man coming to understand the importance of it through his experience yeah. with the natives. And they filmed it in South Dakota with a real, real herd. buffalo herd, yeah. And it, it's amazing to watch. And you think about this: no, no CGI, no. They really did this. Mm-hmm. This herd, and it's so impressive to watch that. And yes, it's fascinating. They are the also the largest mammal in North America as well. That's right. They top out at uh, over a thousand pounds, right? Mm. You ready? Yeah, yeah. You've been Let's reading see, the I, internet. There, yeah, okay. I got, well, see, fifteen uh, <laughs> facts about our national mammal. Let's see. Uh, well, let's see. Oh, yeah, no, here it is. Uh, bulls can weigh up to 2,000 pounds. Is that correct? Except on our place. Except on your place. Well, we've topped 3,000 pounds. We wow. have the, that. We have the largest recorded bison alive in a world today. Wow. Uh, bison bull. Yes. We have the largest recorded cow as okay. well. Uh, so now they say the cows is, can be 1,000 pounds. Uh, what's, what are you, what is your top in 1500? 1500. Wow. So it's, you know, this is all based on because we have been doing selective breeding and getting the diversity of the bison back. Right. And we've been crossing the plains bison, you know, it's a short little history. Might as well talk about it. Right. But, you know, bison came from Europe in the ice during the ice age and uh, came across and the ones that stayed in the Northwestern portions Mm -hmm. of North America, uh, there came across became woods bison. They're a little taller, longer animal. Right. Uh, it stayed in the woods in that area. Mm-hmm. You know, it adapted to the ones. The other next, uh, some the others that migrated to the plains became known as the plains bison. Right. The, they're kind of they're, they're the dominant ones that we think of. They're right? the dominant yeah. by far uh, bison in mm-hmm. the in the world today, and thicker animal, not quite as tall. And then there's a group that actually migrated to the east. Okay. And people don't realize it, but bison were from the New England states and Maine all the way down into the northern port, at least the northern third of Florida. Wow. So, you know, they've, uh, the bison were quite prominent and their greatest concentration, guess where? Uh oh, I feel like this is a trick question. Uh, is it going to be? Is it going to be here? Yes, wow. Carolinas. Wow! And Carolinas. Uh, actually, there's a record. The re, it's recorded. The last buffalo, with eastern buffalo, was killed he, he, just outside of Asheville in wow. Elk Mountain. Elk yeah. Mountain, just yeah. right around the corner. Yeah, from, yeah. From he Woodson, figured yeah. he'd go hide out there. They, they wouldn't, say they wouldn't they, recognize. They're never right? going to find me over here. <laughs> they just think they're a bunch of elk over here. Yeah. Hang on, I'll just he's, hang out amongst these elk, he, and they, you know, he, there's all these elk, and then you see this big hump in the yeah. middle of him. You're like, I yeah. see him. He's right over there. 
They can't, so, can't hide there. So that they were everywhere. Yeah. Currently, according to uh, this article that came out on May mm-hmm. 9th, honoring the day that the president signed it, uh, uh, there are currently 17 bison herds, approximately 10,000 bison in 12 states, including Alaska. So it's gone from what it was back then. It's now back up to 12 states are represented, I suppose, by the bison. Now, now well, square those facts. Is that, yeah, I think that's the it, National Wildlife talking probably on, uh, on it's public land. It's coming from land. Uh, the Department or, of Interior. Yeah, yeah, pu- yeah, from, yeah. So this is this – is, This is not private land. Not private land. Yeah, so we're, this is bison all, are represented in every state. In every state. Yes. And, and a lot of it more is private now than public Correct. from the sounds of it. Well, much yeah. more. Okay. Yeah. And um, – yeah, they they get that's a little spin on the on the wildlife group there. So that's just uh, the national. This is what the national, national parks wildlife, and all yeah, that. Okay. Talk. okay, and because it was really because um, they can. Tra- I guess that's what they can track. Government yeah. statistics. That's what they they talk, track. But talking about yeah. presidents and signing it into, uh, yeah, it was Teddy yeah. Roosevelt was one of the key presidents that began saving the the bison. Right with uh, Teddy Roosevelt yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he was, National he Park was, and. He was ahead of his time on conservation and and sort yeah. of respecting yeah. the earth and the land and, and yeah. Yeah. we're talking about how white man wiped out the bison and, That's right. and it took a black man to bring him back. It did, didn't the, it? Look at that, God national bless. mammal. How about that? <laughs> Ira, yeah. Thank you, yeah, Mr. Obama. Yes. Maybe you know it's the uh, they referred to African Americans as buffalo soldiers during the Civil War era. Yeah. So maybe that uh, there's some correlation there. There you maybe, go. I don't uh, know. Uh, so, but yeah, yep. good good for him though. I, I I respect the president so much for doing something like this, it seems like a trivial thing, right? Most people are like, uh, I didn't even know we didn't have one in the first place. Yeah. And really the Most bison. Most all the other yeah. countries have a national mammal. And I was wondering, some sort, yeah. like I said, reason, yeah, we we maybe we were bird, so self-centered. We just didn't, we yeah. were the, like you it said, we were the <laughs> national mammal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're glad to see the, you know, it, you know, it, I think there was a tight running between the badger or the gopher or something and the bison. Okay. Uh, well, so. I, I believe the bison could uh, easily stomp out that competition. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You put them all in a ring together and go, boys, work it out between you, and whoever yeah. wins is it. I believe that's uh, easy to settle, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. And now, so. uh, th- let me ask you this. Here's another uh, fun fact here. Yellowstone National Park uh, out west, uh, they say, is the only place in the U.S., where bison have continuously lived since prehistoric times. That's an uh, that's a an interesting yeah. statement. There. Yeah. So th- it's the one place that they have never left. They've always been within that area. Which would that what would that include? That would be the plains bison, would it? Yeah, or? The, they okay. definitely. That's the plains. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And uh, and we've just brought in now that we've been crossing the. Plains in the woods to get that genetic diversity. We've worked very hard to get bring back the genetic diversity and preserve the genetic diversity of bison the best we can by doing this, and hence why we have the largest bison records in the world. Right uh, now, a few years ago, we brought in also the European bison. People thought there's okay. European bison. Right. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Yes. And there's another term they give them. It calls called weasants. And oh. these are, uh, they look a little different. Their heads are a little smaller, they're shorter right. neck, they're taller. Which parts uh, of Europe were they? Throughout Europe, just throughout, actually. Okay. Yeah, the World okay. Wars were tough on them. I, you know, you got imagine. a lot of hungry oh, soldiers, gosh. you know, marching around, you know, throughout Europe there. And, well, and you're grazing and minding your own business and then, yeah. you know, mortar shelling starts happening. You're like, this neighborhood has just gone <laughs> to hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the bison should have left. But, <laughs> they should have. Uh, but, you know, the soldiers got, you know, mm-hmm. of course, you know, they spend a lot of their bullets shooting bison right. and uh, to feed these armies. And considering yeah. how much time we spent uh, having war on that particular mm-hmm. continent, yes, uh, it's not surprising that they would probably be on the verge of extinction as well. Yeah, and, and, and the European bison are I mean, just got an attitude more so than American bison. Uh, you know, they're a little, they're meaner, they're kind of— uh, more aggressive. Okay. Uh, so, you know. I'm betting a lot of them are from Germany then. Yeah. Sounds like. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to roller skate um, <laughs> and through a, no, we, no. Um, a European a, a bison weasant. herd. Yeah. So I would make sure your four-wheeler can do top 45 that, miles right. an hour. Or, or yeah. your Panzer or your whatever you're, you're driving. Here, let me, uh, this brings me to a good question here on this 15 interesting facts about the uh, the brand new national mammal. 
Uh, they say you can judge a bison's mood by its tail. Now you've got a ranch. I, I guarantee you, you would know this if this is mm-hmm. a true a truism or if it's just kind of. It know, is true. It is true. They so, yeah, raise their tail. It says when the when the tail hangs down, or and and switches naturally, it's usually calm. Yes. Okay. So that is it's true. You've seen that. Yes. Okay. But when the tail goes up. Yes. Wide berth, right? Well, it means two things. <laughs> okay. It could mean two different things. One is it's about it's having about going to have a bowel movement. Oh, right. Okay. That, that makes perfect and, sense. And the other right. one is this warning signal that it's telling you to back off. And neither of those two outcomes are something you want to be real close for. <laughs> I would well, imagine. So. It's really kind of unique. When you go through the the tour, you'll find there are a lot of buffalo or buffalo chips as we'll call them right, uh, right. around. But you, something unique about the wild animal, the bison, is – and bison, of course, is the formal term for buffalo. Right. Uh, buffalo right. is a slang term. So it's not a buffalo nickel. It's a bison nickel, you know, ah, just right, like right. the it's not an Indian head penny. It's a Native American head penny. <laughs> so, you know, right, we get right. our terms yeah, correct. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and that's – yeah, they say that um, – there's a question here, what's the difference between the two? And, and again, it is a slang thing. Uh, the – if you want to talk about the scientific name of bison, uh, the three classifications, genus, species, and subspecies, for the bison, it's bison, bison, bison. It's all. Yeah. It's, it, it is the genus, the species, and the subspecies. But um, you can get away with just saying it once. And the historians are saying they believe the term buffalo grew from uh, perhaps the French word for beef, which is uh, buff. Could uh, I heard it, you know, that definitely, you know, People, you know, related them all because they looked a little bit like a water buffalo or a Congo buffalo okay. in Africa, yeah. in the water buffalo of Asia. Uh, however, yeah. uh, they found there's no relation between those. Completely and different so the species. bison is their own species of animal. And truly one of a kind when you think about it. They are. Yeah. They're really quite remarkable creatures. And, you know, pound for pound, uh, you know, they're as strong as it gets. I guess maybe there's that triple horned beetle, horned beetle, okay. that uh, and ants uh, might be, you know, have, top them in strength. But uh, buffalo's right up there. And for a mammal, it's the it's the strongest pound for pound. We you'll see when you do the tour, we have special handling facilities. It looks a little bit like Jurassic Park, <laughs> right. and you know these are pipe corral. You know, four foot in the ground, about seven foot outside, up mm. above the ground. There's a massive and, and in a all yeah. welded pipe and special mm. handling equipment. We cannot use the same handling equipment you would use for beef. Right. Is a disaster. Right. Okay, so there's special buffalo tub and alleyway and a squeeze mm. with a crash cage in the front, so you can catch them because they're so quick and so strong. Right. And and so. It really does take this special made equipment just to safely mm-hmm. handle the animal for both, obviously, the safety of the animal and the humans, uh, you know, as we work them. And, we, of course, we've never had uh, a trauma or injuries, mm-hmm. you know, with humans with the buffalo. Right. Oh, gosh. I can imagine and, that the risk would be high if, you, if you're not doing it the right way. It, it is. I used out, to carry yeah. a sidearm. Uh, working just, the buffalo just in case, yeah, just right. in case, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, we don't really, you know, do that anymore. But right. I did for the you know first maybe seven eight years of working mm-hmm. bison, just for safety, right. to make certain that if there was an incident, we uh, oh, sure could save a life. Err er on the side of caution there, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm sure probably when you got into it, that may have been one of the first pieces of advice somebody gave you. Is like, yeah. hey, be prepared. Yes. Uh, uh, or you better be packing. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. 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 It's know. an open field, and and you know you're running, and he's chasing. You might yeah. want to have something it's to stop him. Him or me? Which yeah. one? Let's see. Yeah. Uh, and uh, or her, or her, her and me. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, so right. uh, females are just as dangerous as the males. Oh sure, yeah. Now, we, we talked about it a, a few minutes ago, and I want to uh, kind of circle back to something because I, I really think it's important for listeners to kind of understand and absorb this. You t- we talked about your, uh, you and your wife attempted to be vegetarians for a number of years because what you're doing at the ranch is you're, you're raising the bison, mm-hmm. uh, and you do have uh, a bison meat company. Mm-hmm. You provide uh, all-natural bison products for – 
many restaurants in the Asheville area and, and, and outside of the area, plus uh, store you can buy. You can buy this in the stores in your freezer section or in your, uh, your fresh you can. meat section. You can go to Earth Fairs, uh, right. Harris Teeters, mm-hmm. uh, all the Harris Teeters across the country, you know, the eastern part of the country here. Uh, you know, a lot of restaurants uh, from, oh gosh, Juicy yeah. Lucy's to uh, the Wicked Weed. Uh, right, right. To uh, you know, you want a fine dining experience? You can go over to um, the Red Stag across Red uh, Stag, the yeah. entrance of the Biltmore yeah. State. Wonder, wonderful, yeah. And uh, and the restaurants in the Biltmore State carrying it yeah. as well, and and, we, and beyond. We are, you know, just, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I won't. Be, I wish I could well, name sure. them all, but we, we but don't have a healthier that much time. alternative to to standard beef. It is much, much, much healthier, healthier. Yeah. Uh, much healthier, and that's why we got into all this. Yeah. Uh, How did you arrive yeah. at that, by the way? When you were str- you know, trying to be a vegetarian, strictly mm-hmm. vegetarian, and you hit that point where it's not working, I need something else. Mm-hmm. T- uh, talk us through, before we get to the break here, uh, how you and your wife discovered – the answer is is bison. Did you try mm-hmm. fish? Did you try did you try alternative stuff? And then you're like, hey, you know, we uh, was what, really, what was it that made uh, bison the pick uh, yeah. that you stuck with? Still, we were, you know definitely vegetarian. We're you know sticking with that. Actually, my wife and I, we this all happened before we were even married. We went through the same kind of process, believe okay. it or not. Okay. You know, a similar timeline. Yeah, and um, uh, before we knew each other, and uh, but what it was was. Uh, I was really struggling. Okay, what am I going to do? And when I read about the bison, and I actually went and got some bison liver of all things, right. and had yeah. a nice bison liver, you know, yeah. breaking of my vegetarianism. Well, I was going to say, well, you're doing everything you, you can way, all yeah. the way. I was like, it was kind of not quite dances with wolves here, but you know, <laughs> it was cooked. Right? It, <laughs> yeah, was it was cooked. It was cooked. Had the onions, right. uh, but you know, uh, but man, instantly. I mean, uh, this was probably, you know, my evening meal, uh, right. you know, say call it 6 o'clock. By 8 o'clock, I'm feeling like a new person. Your body responded that Boom. quick. That was, that, protein. Yeah. that was protein. Yeah. That was, that was strong yeah, protein. Something beyond even the protein. It was just like a and, uh And, you know, I hear this from people that shift from red, from beef to bison, that they do, you know, commonly say, wow, I just feel better overall. I feel stronger. I have more energy. Mm. You know, and that's what I had. And, you know, it was like bison have something more in there than what we have found to date. Right. Yes, it has more protein than beef. You know, right. it has more fewer, digestible fewer protein. Fewer calories. Less calories. Yeah, less Much fat. more minerals and, you know, and so on. But that's all basic measurements. There are still mm. things that we have not yet fully measured here. What's unique about bison? And, and so we're still in the discovery of this. Right. You know, the way the amino acids are linked and all these, that strength, we say the bison's kind of like the Schwarzeneggers of the hoofstock, if I will. (laughs) Right. You know, they're, uh, you know, and they they, they pass on these qualities, you know, to those who consume them. Right. And uh, it's really quite, you know, just amazed. I keep getting amazed at seeing all the health benefits that manifest between our patients that we put on the bison diet compared to our patients we didn't. Mm. Man, that by putting patients on a bison diet made me look a lot better as a doctor. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's the secret: you can't give up if you can't give up red meat. Do this instead, and then if they see that kind of response, like, wow, yes. it really does work. So it's not just yeah. a reach to say if you're not feeling well on a vegetarian diet. And I believe there are people that are designed right. to be vegetarian. Yeah, I'm not anti-vegetarian. Yeah. I want to make that clear. Right. Uh, you know, in you know, but not everybody is, right. and uh, so. You know, you know, I say experiment, sure. learn for yourself. And, and bison might not be the answer for everybody as well. Have you had mm-hmm. any patients who have tried it and like, eh, it just didn't take, it didn't work for them? Yeah, only people that have what we call alpha-gal syndrome. Okay. I've, I've, what Randy, is Randy, do you have alpha-gal? I don't know. I don't know. It okay. sounds scary. I don't know what that is. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous I just too. hearing that term. Can you uh, get a shot for that? Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, there really is no cure that they know of, it's, oh. it's, uh, and it comes from a tick bite. Oh, but it, and it's not Lyme's disease. Not, not, okay, so it's no, a, no, no, something different. This is a, called the Lone Star Tick, and this is kind of unique. Now, it's not from Texas either. <laughs> 
but it, it has a single white star, the tick does, on its back. That's the lone yeah, star. Okay. The lone star. It's kind of a little white star. And you get bit by that tick, guess what? All of a sudden, you're allergic to all mammalian meats. That's bad. Whoa. Because you get, all of a sudden, you get, become allergic to, you know, Your and body becomes rejects sensitive. It. Rejects you. get oh everything from hives to anaphylaxis to mm. diarrhea. You know, you know, it can vary mm. with everybody. And it's a delayed food allergy reaction. And this delayed reaction could come on anywhere from a few hours to maybe even a day or so to afterwards. Is it a permanent? Uh, it's so far, so yeah. Far. Wow. It was discovered through the University, I believe, of Virginia, hmm. and they've been and there's diagnosed now thousands of people east of the Mississippi. That would be us. And we're Yikes. here. That's us. And uh, and and a lot of people have it and don't know it yet. Right. And so if you have Lots of symptoms, itchy uh, skin, rashes, you know, loose stools. You know, it might not all just be gluten. It could be alpha-gal. Yeah. Wow. And it's just from a bite, just uh, like a venom or something in, in that tick that gets in your bloodstream? Something in the tick uh, wow. that creates this. And so in that case, <laughs> the bison doesn't help you. It won't help you. Yes. And uh, sounds like nothing will. Actually, there <laughs> so, is yeah. something that will. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> Right. Can we talk about that now, Randy? Let's or? do that after. Let's the break. take a quick yeah. break. Right. Yeah, that, that's called a cliffhanger moment, right there. Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of people sitting at home sweating right now, going, "Oh, I think I, it's like those people." If you read an article yeah. about something like Harriet, a disease, get over here. Yeah, you read an article in a magazine about something, and by the end of the article, like, I think I got it. <laughs> I think I got it. Whatever it is, I think I got it. I need a cure, doc. Help me. Let's take a break, and yeah. then we'll come back with some good news. And yeah. then we Randy will, has to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, it scared something out of us, that's for sure. Let's take a break. We'll be right back with Dr. Frank King right after this. Dr. King's flagship farm is now open for tours. Located in Leicester, North Carolina, 15 minutes from downtown Asheville, Dr. King's tour promotes soil to sustenance. Visitors enjoy breathtaking views of the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains with a variety of animals, including bison, African Watusi, elk, camels, deer, and yak. Feed milking camels and see rare white bison and marvel at the largest horned cattle in the world, the African Watusi. To make your reservations or for questions, please visit carolinabison.com. This is The Healing Revolution on 880 The Revolution, Asheville's progressive talk. We're back with Dr. Frank King talking about your brand-new all-American national mammal, the bison, at long last. Here we are. And uh, for those who were worried, I, I know I was. I know Randy was as well, uh, checking myself for ticks yeah. during that last break. Lone Star. Uh, the Lone Star yeah. tick and what it can do yeah. to the carnivorous side of yeah. your instincts. Randy's been uh, picking at my hair here, seeing if I, we're looking through each other's. <laughs> it's like caveman uh, time in here. Talking about prehistoric, we, we went all the way back. find a pick, you know, something to eat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, don't eat the Lone Star tick, I Don't eat say. the Lone That's Star. You pick that news. out. Yeah, yeah. You just smash, burn them, smash them, do something. But, yeah. Uh, and they are there. prevalent in the eastern United States. They are, States. very much so. Wow. And, you know, and so – a bite from one of those little guys, and all of a sudden, alpha gal, you know, you oh, become right. allergic to mammalian meats. And what is it, mammalian meats? That's all. That's beef. That's bison. That's elk. That's deer. Even pork, mm. uh, lamb. Uh, right, right. You know, mammals. So not not poultry. You could still eat correct. a turkey and a chicken. So, okay. so the the great solution here comes to, and we're actually been looking and re, I've been researching emu. For decades, mm. they're part of my Wild Food Foundation research, and the emu is actually a prehistoric bird. Right, and you know they, as you know, they're saying now that, that even the T. Rexes and all had feathers. Right, and it, it derived from birds are more mm -hmm. related to dinosaurs than any. So anything this else, uh, yeah. South American, not South American, uh, Australian. Emu, uh, emu, or it's an ostrich type of ostrich, okay. but it's very, it, you know. But the emu is very unique. 
in that if you look at its tiny little, you know, flight, it's a flightless bird, so it's tiny little wing in the, on each side, you dig in there, you'll find a remnant of a dinosaur claw, you know, oh, that's there. Really? Yes, just like a little raptor kind of claw. Amazing. And, it's just uh, evolved out of that being dominant, but it's still there. It's still there. It's wow. a remnant. Yeah. You wow. know, all, all the birds have them. All the emu have them. All the emu. Mm. And what's unique about this emu also is that it is a red meat. Really? It's a red it's meat. Con- oh, But that it's is not curious. mammalian. So you can, you know, if you have alpha gal, here's your solution. Right. You know, you've got emu. And what's emu taste like? It's a you can it's not like chicken, a, right? Don't taste like chicken. <laughs> no, it doesn't taste anything like chicken. I said I wanted to go ahead and get that joke out there because everybody out there is it's thinking. About, it. Yeah, thinking <laughs> it. They're all listening. Uh, to so uh, it's really it's a red meat and it, it's like a very fine grained uh, fillet bignon. Oh, okay. You know, tenderloin, mm. and so it, it really is an amazing quality tasting meat. And most people haven't realized what emu, uh, right. and and so which is is the national bird of Australia. Yeah, there you go. By the way, I'm, yeah, I'm so another my... national something that you yeah. can eat. And you have those on the farm, right? Yeah, well, we're about to about to. Uh, yeah, well, okay. I've played with them before, had them on and off, and and you know, really are fascinating, you know, birds. They're, and, it looks like they're covered in. Uh, like a thick hair, not like feathers. It almost it, looks yeah. like a hair. It is a it is a soft hair, and with that, you know, and again, it's a red meat. And the emu oil I hear about and see it advertised a I lot now. It's anti-inflammatory. Yeah. It's great for everything from psoriasis and eczema and rosaceas oh, yeah. to uh, to you know to arthritis, sore, sore muscles and joints, yes, and yeah, right. you got yeah. it. So, so you'll be probably investigating that even more in the, the oh, King Bio, the been, homeopathics. We have right. been looking in our some of our new topicals to use the emu oil, wow. and you know, and so with half the animal when you of the carcass, if we can call it sure, that, sure. is uh, is if this thick fat on its back, you know, back fat in right. a sense. It's a part of a prehistoric thing. And, you know, that's that special oil. So half of the whole bird uh, is that fat. Uh, and all hmm. the fat goes to make, you know, cut that, separate that, and that goes to making the oil. Right. And the other half of the carcass is this pure, deep red meat that has no fat in it, no marbling, but yet it's tender and tasty. Hmm. And, and so... There's really a great gourmet, you know, and you feel like you're eating red meat, but really, you know, so it, it's going to be the answer to all these thousands of alpha gal mm. uh, sufferers, what as well that? as people that just want to eat healthier meat. Much, much healthier. And, right. and it goes back to that prehistoric. And what is it about both the bison, you know, that's why we have the elk, it's prehistoric. Right. Okay. And now we're introducing. Uh, we we introduced uh, elk a year ago, and in the, in its first year, we sold over a million dollars in elk meat. Wow. Amazing! In your first the, year, the, yes. these are animals that have been around so long and have endured, and, and clearly, there's something about their yes. makeup that makes them in, endure. As well as we've been yeah. building a herd of yak, Himalayan right. yak, the highest elevation mammals, right, and very highest omega threes. And so you get to see all these at the farm, uh, along with the prehistoric cow called Watusi. Right. Uh, you know, it's a, you know, living together with the bison. All, all the prehistorics uh, of their time. Right. And and so this is a, a great opportunity because those prehistoric animals, what they do is reconnect us our genetic uh, links mm. to. Uh, go back to you know what we need the 21st century. What were you singing earlier about the 20th century? Uh, okay, it's <laughs> something earlier. Yeah. I don't want to expose you on that. Uh, yeah. But uh, oh boy, I the, can't carry a tune with a bucket. I don't know. It may have been Randy singing. Not <laughs> okay. Me. The uh, but you know you have you know these prehistoric animals reconnect us to our genetic roots again, mm. and when we do, we create activate healthy gene expressions. Right. That's what happens. And 
And so, you know, was further nature's nurtured us from the beginning of time. And in the 21st century, we see the further we shift away from nature, taking drugs, activate right. negative gene expressions, you know, eating artificial foods, you know, and factory farmed foods create negative gene expressions. Bad news. What, what brings us back the best and the fastest is taking getting to the prehistoric animal. It's kind of right. like super paleo, if you will. Okay. And you know, and so you get into the prehistoric animals, and we find it really helps reconnect our genetic roots and cause healthy gene expressions to manifest. Right. Isn't that so what it's all about? The beauty, that's called epigenomics. The beauty and the exciting part of all these genetic studies that's been going on for the past few decades is we can change our genes. If you don't like yeah. your genes, you can change them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and we're not talking about your pants here. We're well, talking, no, you can too. You can go down a size if you do it right. Indeed, you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. change those genes. The whole drawer, just throw them out and get a new new set, right? And so, you know, but we can literally change our genes. So if you don't, you think, "Well, I got the cancer gene or whatever," you can begin living life On a and lifestyle. Level, you can rebuild, and that's what the book, the Healing Revolution, is really all about: is empowering Amazing. people to live in a way that causes positive gene expressions. The, so come to the farm. Uh, so we've bridged this whole thing perfectly yeah. together. Look at that. So we, we went from you know the healing revolution and talking about homeopathy to the new national mammal, the bison. Boy, it makes perfect sense. It is the, it is the, the way all, of the past is the way to the future. It is. It's all about the health of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so uh, yeah. uh, you know, and, and do it for the health of it. I uh, want to go yeah, to the farm. Absolutely. I'm I, ready I, to go to the farm. I know, especially when they get those emu steaks. He's got to bring us over for yeah, dinner, Randy. Yeah. You can buy right from the farm yeah. there. Uh, get, we even yeah, got yeah. a gift shop we're slowly putting together. Uh, That's great. And we say we're even building a train to go. But for now, we have the hay rides. Some big and, expansion uh, coming. The Our State Magazine had a great article yeah. last month Yes, uh, that – Talks about that if people in the present issue that's out there, yeah, yeah. cover and a seventeen-page spread they it's, did. It's really they really amazing. extended it. They were so impressed. And how uh, do how do people book uh, tours if they want to come up to yep. the ranch? Just go to our website, uh, you know, there in Carolina Bison or drkings.com slash farms, okay. and uh, any of those will you know link you right to the farm. You can see the tour info. You click on that or call. You can sign up online okay. for a tour. We're doing tours every day. Every day. So, yeah. but you do have to sign You've up. Got to sign it. up. Got to indeed. Gotta, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what a great fun episode we've had today. Uh, that's all the time that we have, though. Uh, we're going to get back on the kingbio.com track, if you will, next week, talking about uh, other health issues. But this has been a lot of fun and mm -hmm. very informative. I learned a lot. I hope the listeners learned a lot as well. If you have questions, you can reach out to yeah. Dr. King at the Healing Revolution at kingbio.com. Keep those uh, keep those calls and letters coming, as yep. they used to say, and all that yes. good stuff. That's going to do it for this week. I'm Jeff Messer with Randy Houston. Thank you, Dr. King, as always. This Thank is you just guys. a delight. What a blast. For helping bring this message to the world. They need it. We're going to keep it up. We'll see you guys back here next week for more from The Healing Revolution. As an author, lecturer, and whole health practitioner, Dr. King has a tireless passion for natural health and empowering people to reach optimal health and wellness. Dr. King's 40-year career as a natural healer is all about equipping you and your healing revolution. Go to kingbio.com to take free personalized health appraisals, including his whole person appraisal and candida test. You know your body best. So take back your health and awaken your healing power within. Learn more about the healing revolution by visiting kingbio.com, where you can sign up for Dr. King's free newsletter and join the healing revolution. A revolution never sends you an omen. A revolution just arrived like the morning. Bring the alarm, we come to wake up the snoring.